So in the book of Acts, we find that the church, since it, this is Pentecost Sunday, and we're talking about uh, the empowerment of the Spirit, and there was already a passage read to us in Acts chapter number 2 where the Holy Ghost is poured out. It fills all the house with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in other tongues, and the Spirit gives utterance. And there is a movement that is started. Jesus gave his life for it. And there is a movement that is started called the church. And these disciples that he taught, that he spent time with, that he instructed, they did what he told them to do. The Holy Ghost is poured out on them in Jerusalem. And because he said in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That becomes fuel to do the work of the church, to be a witness, and to reach out beyond the borders of Jerusalem. And so it pours out. And Acts chapter number 2 gives to us this beginning and then chronicles to us the missionary journeys of Paul, the movement outside of Jerusalem. It was never intended to be contained in Jerusalem or in Israel proper. But this goes back to a promise that God gave Abraham. It goes all the way back to the beginning. This is a fulfillment of a promise to Abraham that I'm going to make your descendants as the sand of the seashore and as the stars of the sky. This thing is going to be bigger than just a small group of people, but the Holy Ghost is going to be for everybody. Praise God. Thank God that I was not excluded. I was not discriminated against. But I'm in the house of God tonight, and the Holy Ghost has been poured out, and I have been a recipient of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anybody testify about the moment and a time that God filled you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Do you remember where you were? Do you remember what happened? Do you remember what it felt like? Thank God. Praise God. So there's a movement outside of Jerusalem. They begin a missionary work. They, be, they start to spread out, and they start to do a work of God. And anytime there is a movement and God is doing revival things, there is going to be opposition. But our text says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I, I just by way of introduction want to come and emphatically say to you that that really is the message. I don't care what giant you're facing. I don't care how high the walls are. You may be standing at the Red Sea looking across and saying there is no way possible to get from point A to point B. But I'm telling you here tonight, there is one that is greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God's power and God's ability is greater than anything that can be found in the world. We would not be a Pentecostal church if we didn't preach and teach that there is something that is greater. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody preach with me. You preach with me, I'll preach fast. <laughs> you latch on and, and I'll, I'll hurry. Anytime there is a movement of God, there is always going to be opposition. And there's going to be trouble. <laughs> there's going to be difficulty. And so these people, as they come out of Jerusalem empowered by the Holy Ghost to do a work of God. For example, they walk into the temple, and there is a man that is placed there. He's asking alms. And so Peter and John going into the temple, Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the man 
gets up and he starts leaping and running and he runs into the temple because he's excited and he's celebrating and there's people that get upset. Isn't that crazy? People get upset with revival. This man was lame from his mother's womb. God touches him, heals him. They should be celebrating with him, but instead they come to Peter and John and they said, whose name are you preaching and teaching? What in the world is going on here? And they told them, don't preach anymore in that name. They beat them. They threatened them. They took them aside and said, what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, neither is there salvation and any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This Jesus that you crucified is the same one that has given to us the power to preach what we're preaching. Woo! There is one that is greater. You can beat us. You can persecute us. You can threaten us. But we got something greater on the inside of us. And the pressure from the outside is not as great as the anointing on the inside. And so the anointing on the inside is going to push back every opposition. It's going to push back darkness. It's going to push back every temptation. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Woo! God, that God, God put something in you that was like a bomb going off. The Holy Ghost is the power that he's talking about is dunamis. It comes from a Greek word that we get dynamite from. Amen. I want to know from somebody here tonight when you received the Holy Ghost, did you receive an insignificant gift that had no power and no ability to help you? Or did you receive a power that was like dynamite going off in your life? It was so powerful that people that haven't seen you in a long time, when they finally do see you, say, hey, wait a minute. What in the world happened to you? What's going on with you? What's going on is the power of God has become from above and it's through and it's in the believer and the recipient. Amen. Praise God. I was talking to Sister Latasha and she has not seen her brother for a long time. And so she was able to make a connection with him and he got in the car and they started traveling and he said to her, sis, what, what, what's going on with you? What, what have you been doing? And she said, well, she said, I've been going to church and God's been doing great things in my life. And he said this, and this is, this is the evidence of the spirit of God in operation. He said, there is a glow about you. There is something different about you. This is what should happen. When, I said, this is what should happen when the Holy Ghost, there should be a glow. Praise God. You, you. When you got the Holy Ghost operating in your life, you don't need to cover it up. You don't need to try to mask it over, but let it flow out of you. Let it illuminate out of you so that other people recognize you have been with the Lord. And there is a power that is on the inside of you. Praise God. Well, they went and they had a prayer meeting and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And so this missionary endeavor starts working and moving. There was opposition. It got to the point where they had to figure out how to organize it. How do we do this? This, this revival thing is happening so quick and so fast. we got to figure out how to have some organization. And so Stephen was selected, 
And Stephen was a man filled with the Holy Ghost. Every, everywhere you look in the book of Acts, there's a juxtaposition between opposing forces and individuals that are filled with the Holy Ghost. This is not an accident. Every time you see filled with or full of the Holy Ghost, Luke is making a direct distinction between the power of the Holy Ghost and the power of the world. The power of God's ability and the opposition that wants to oppose it. The enemy of your soul will try his very best to oppose any forward movement of spirituality in your life. But thank God I get the opportunity here tonight to stand in this pulpit and say, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You've got something on the inside of you that is going to propel you to greater things. There's going to be opposition from the world, but greater is he that is in you. Praise God. Greater, 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 greater than any depression, greater than any turmoil, greater than any tragedy, greater than any abuse, greater than any negativity. There is a power that is greater. And it's an operation. Amen. Ananias was instructed to go to one that was in opposition. His name was Saul. He was putting people in prisons. He was threatening men and women, families. He was breaking apart families. He was fracturing and causing all kinds of, of chaos and difficulty in the lives of those people in that early church. And on the way to Damascus, God knocked him down. And so he had scales over his eyes, and he wandered into a particular place he couldn't see, and he was waiting for somebody to come provide an answer. A man by the name of Ananias entered into the house and put his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way, as you came, he sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And so in this moment, God fills Saul with the Holy Ghost, who was in opposition, who was kicking against the bricks. In other words, God has something for Saul, and Saul is fighting against it. And it's hard to fight against the direction and the will of God. Finally, he's, he acquiesces, and God fills him with the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, there is a, a larger movement that takes place out of Jerusalem, and it starts making its way into the world. And there is always opposition. There there's always a spiritual attack. In Acts chapter 8, there was a man by the name of Simon the sorcerer. He was, he was viewed as being one that was great. And they thought him as being one that had great power. And so he was involved in all kinds of magic and, and wickedness and all this kinds of, of stuff. And when he saw the power of the Holy Ghost, he wanted to buy it. And Peter said, you're going to perish with this because you cannot buy the power and the anointing of God. This is not something that you can buy with money. You thought the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have no part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent from your wickedness and pray to God if perhaps thine heart may be forgiven thee because you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. I want to tell you here tonight there's going to be attacks. There's going to be bitterness and iniquity and all kinds of stuff that come against you, but you keep hanging on and trying Trusting in God because he is giving to you something that is greater than bitterness. I said he's given to you something that is greater than bitterness. You can overcome any bond of iniquity. You can overcome any, any, any difficulty because of the Holy Ghost that is operating in your life. Amen. Acts chapter 12. There was a situation where Herod, who thought himself to be something... He arrayed himself in royal apparel. He sat upon the throne. 
And he made an oration to them, and the people gave shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not a man. Opposition, obstacles, difficulties, a juxtaposition between the power of God, those filled with the Holy Ghost, and a world that is completely dark and mysterious in its incantations and in its ceremonies and in its worship and in its own power. There is absolutely power in all of that kind of stuff. Don't say that there's not. There is. There's absolutely power in that. That's not the point. The point here tonight is greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God is more powerful than the powers of darkness. I said God is more powerful. The powers of darkness can't save you, but God can save you. The powers of darkness can't forgive you of your sins, but there is a power that can forgive you and redeem you from the hand of the enemy. Hallelujah. The powers of darkness can't, can't get you out of your addictions, but there is a power of the Holy Ghost that can pull you out of the miry clay and addictions and give you the ability to lift your hands with liberty. In the house of God, let's thank the Lord together. Hallelujah. Let's praise God together. Praise God. Now watch this. This is important in case you get, you get proud, proud and pride comes in. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms and he gave up the ghost, but the word of God grew and multiplied. Herod didn't stop them and say, wait a minute, this is God and he deserves the glory. And so because of that, he was eaten up of worms, and he died. Be careful. Always give God glory. Amen. If, if, if there's anything good, give God praise. If there's any success, give God praise. It's, it's to God be the glory. Who, who am I? Hallelujah. The song said, I'm just a worm, but he saved the wretched worm like I am. And so, therefore, I'm going to give God glory. I'm going to give God glory for the breath that I breathe. I'm going to give God glory for the ability to worship him the way that I can worship him. I'm going to give God glory that I'm in the house of God here tonight. I'm going to give God glory for what he's doing in your life. Praise God. I celebrate with you because of what God is doing in your life. Who gets the glory? God gets the glory. Praise God. God gets the praise. He's worthy of all of it. Acts chapter number 13. They came to an island and there was a certain sorcerer that was there, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. And he was with a deputy of that particular country. And so the deputy called for Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the sorcerer, that was his name, Bar-Jesus, Elamus the sorcerer, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, whose name is called Paul, filled with, see there, filled with, there's a juxtaposition between being full of the Holy Ghost, filled with the Holy Ghost, and the mentality of darkness in opposition to what God is doing, set his eyes on Elamus, and he said this, O fool of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, Wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. I know that there, there are difficulties and things that you're facing. Amen. I, I'm privy to some things that you're trying to work out. The Bible says work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. 
And so that's an individual thing that you have to do. I can't do it for you. I, I can support you and encourage you and strengthen you and, and, and try to do my best to be alongside you. But ultimately, that's a decision that you have to make. And so you gotta, you got to fight that battle on your own. And healing is hard work. It is hard work. It's difficult. It's difficult. But there is something that is greater than everything else, greater than what was done to you, greater than, than what, what has transpired in your life, greater, greater. The Holy Ghost is greater. And when the Holy Ghost is operating in your life, you got to a better possibility of achieving healing and achieving direction. Praise God, because the Holy Ghost is operating in your life. You're not, you're not serving an insignificant God, but you're serving a God of testimonies. I said you're serving a God of testimonies. There's going to come a day when you're going to testify about the goodness and greatness of God. You're going to testify that I shouldn't be here. We've already said it. I shouldn't be here, but I've been blessed of the Lord, and God helped me, and I plowed through some things, and if God can do it for me. He can do it for somebody else. They overcame by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We need to thank God for testimonies in this room. Hallelujah. Praise God. Testimonies out of dysfunction. You know what's greater than dysfunction? The power of the Holy Ghost. You know what's greater than confusion? The power of the anointing of God. Hallelujah. Don't get bitter. Don't get tied up in something that wraps you up and keeps you in darkness. But step out and say there is a power that is greater than any hurt and any bitterness and anything that would try to destroy me. Hallelujah. I think we need to lift up our hands and thank the Lord together in this place. He's greater. He's greater. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Acts chapter 14. On a missionary journey, Paul and Barnabas, they were in Lystra, and there was a man that was there that was impotent in his feet being crippled from his mother's womb. He'd never walked. And they looked on this man and they perceived, this is fascinating. The scripture said they perceived that he had faith to be healed. Now that, <laughs> that's pretty interesting, isn't it? They looked on the man that was there crippled and they perceived that he had faith to believe that he could be healed. Man, I want that kind of faith. He'd never walked, but yet there was something in him that had faith to believe that God would, would work in, on his behalf. And so when they perceived that and they saw that, they prayed for him, and he leaped and walked. And when people saw what they had done, this juxtaposition between being full of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Holy Ghost, and this world of darkness that is always in op opposition and, and is obstructing the work of God, when they saw what Paul and Barnabas had done, they lifted up their voice and they said, the gods have come to us, and they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. And so then they went around saying to everybody that these are the gods that have come down to us. Now you have to understand that's Greek culture and the Greek pantheon and the worship of gods. And so that was, and they had temples in the cities, in Ephesus, in ancient cities. This was a big deal. They worshiped that. And so because they saw this healing, they attributed that on Paul and Barnabas as being the gods that have come down. Well, Paul and Barnabas rent their clothes and said, no, this is, this is not the case. We are just individuals with like passions just like you. 
But what we're preaching and teaching is the power of Jesus. Amen. That is greater than anything else. Amen. They, they didn't say it here, but they suggested it so I can infer here. I believe Paul would say the, the, the gods of the pantheon, they're not gods that can respond to you, but Jesus can respond to you. This man that was crippled, he wasn't healed by Jupiter. He was healed by Jesus. There is one that is greater than any of the gods of this world. They're all little gods, but there's a big God that is over all the other gods, and his name is Jesus. God manifested in the flesh. He's greater. He's greater. He's greater. Don't worship us. Worship him. Don't follow us, but follow him because there is power in his ability and in his name. Sometimes you'll see us praying with handkerchiefs. Why are they doing that? Why are they praying for handkerchiefs? Sister Maria came today and she had a handkerchief. I didn't know where she got it, but it was one of the ones that Sister Frida has. She brought it. I don't know where she got it. Maybe you gave it to her. She came up this morning. She said, I want to pray for my husband. And so we anointed the handkerchief with oil, and we prayed that. I don't, I don't even know what the status of her husband is. I, I don't know if that's for salvation or healing, but Maria had faith, and so she brought that. Where do we get that? Well, in Acts chapter 19, the Bible says that Paul was doing miracles that God wrought, and that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons. And the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Praise God. Brother Kevin Condren is not here, but... Pounded on this thing so much that it is loose and it's going to have to be tightened. <clears throat> that just bothered me. So that's why I said that. And so that's, that's why we get the idea of praying for handkerchiefs. And so here Paul is. He's doing this. And there's some Jews. They are vagabond. They're exorcists. They, are, they, are, they work in this realm of darkness of casting out spirits, exorcists. And so here you have Paul juxtaposition between being full of the Holy Ghost and a realm of unbelief and darkness that is in opposition. Always going to be these conflicts that take place. Amen. But there is one that is greater. So they, they look at Paul and they decided to, based upon that experience of seeing him heal somebody, they came upon an individual that had an evil spirit. And so they said to this person and they said to the spirits in this person in Acts chapter number 19, we adjure you. By Jesus, whom Paul preacheth, and there were seven sons of one Sceva, Jew, of the chief priest, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> That's not good. Okay? That is not good. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks dwelling at Ephesus. Fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. Magnified. Many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also used curious arts, brought their books together, burned them before all men and counted the price of them, and found it 50,000 pieces of silver so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. There was this opposition, and Paul is preaching, and there's this comparison between these, these ideals and these, these spiritual realms and dimensions. You live in spiritual realms and dimensions. And it's always in operation. It's always working. Amen. Praise God. I'm thankful to tell you here tonight that there is something on the inside of you that is greater than any spirit that would come against you. Listen to me. I want to say this emphatically. Pastor, I've got nightmares at night, and I've got things that wake me up. That should not be the case. What you need to do is you need to wake up, sit straight up in your bed, and say, I adjure you by Jesus. Leave me alone 
be gone. You're not going to control me. You're not going to dominate my thought process. You are, you are not going to trouble me. I'm not going to succumb to that spiritual attack because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God's going to bring me peace. God's going to bring me comfort. His word declares it. His spirit declares it. I will not succumb to this attack. God, as the musicians come here tonight, in Acts chapter 16, there was a certain damsel that was possessed with a spirit of divination. See, this is fascinating. Fascinating. There's all this, there's this full of the Holy Ghost, filled with the Spirit. Holy Ghost is poured out, and at the same time, there's all this opposition of divination. There's exorcists. There's sorcerers. There's a lot of opposition and darkness. And yet this is one of the reasons why the word of God is the word of God because it doesn't sugarcoat. It just, it just, that's, it is what it is. And in living for God, you're, you're going to have struggles and difficulties and battles. Amen. But the point of the message here tonight is the Holy Ghost that you have is greater than anything else. It's greater than anything else. And so in this particular case, there was a damsel that was possessed with a spirit of divination and she brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. And she followed Paul, and she kept saying the same thing over and over. She, she said the right thing, but with the wrong spirit. That's another thing that's fascinating. Don't just listen to what somebody's saying. Feel after the spirit by which they're saying it. Right? This is, you know what flattery is? Flattery is somebody telling you that you're so, man, you're so good looking but their spirit is is not connected to what they're saying and so this this damsel she's saying the right thing but it's with the wrong spirit and she's she's following them around many days it said paul was grieved and finally he turned and said i command thee in the name of jesus christ to come out of her and she came out the same hour and when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone they trafficked her is what they were doing. They were making money off of her. And when the spirit was cast out of her, they became very upset. They caught Paul and Silas and they brought them into the marketplace and they brought them before the magistrates. And they said, these people are troubling our city. And they're teaching customs which are not lawful for us to receive. And so they gave them many stripes and they cast them in prison. And this is where we get, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. Praise God. You know what Paul and Silas recognized? There's one greater than the magistrates. They want to stop us. There's one greater than the damsel that is a soothsayer. There's one greater than the rulers. There's one greater than the persecution that we have received and the stripes that are on our back. There is one that is greater than the prison cell by which we find ourselves in. There's one that is greater. And so despite all of the pressure from the outside to shut us up, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so in the midst of a prison cell, they start praying. And they start singing and praising God. 
And what happens, there is a breakthrough and a breakout because of God's anointing and his ability. Amen. As we stand in the house of God here tonight, amen. Praise God. The same set of circumstances is still the same in our spiritual walk with God today. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are dark. They're devilish. They're abusive. They are they are depraved. It's the depravity of humanity and the things that humanity does. And so those things are very, very dark. But oh, there's something over here that fills, that strengthens, that brings anointing. What is it? It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost brings anointing. The Holy Ghost brings strength. Darkness comes, but the Holy Ghost is greater. Disappointments come, but the Holy Ghost is greater. Bitterness tries to get in, but the Holy Ghost is greater. I'm preaching to you tonight. If you've got something that you're up against, you need to recognize that the Holy Ghost is greater than anything else. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It's his anointing, his ability. There is power in the name of Jesus. Yes. There is power in the name of Jesus. Wonder working power, yes, there, there is. Power in the name of Jesus. What does it do? To break every chain, break every chain, break every I want you to reflect on everything that we have stated here. All the things in your life that you could apply something greater to. That's what this altar call is about. I want you, I want you to step out of a pew and I want you to walk to the front and I want you to say, I'm praying for what is greater to be applied to what is insignificant in comparison. There's a greater power, a greater authority. I'm not going to let depression control me because there is one that is greater. Thank you, Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. Come on, lift up your hands. Apply what is greater. What am I applying? I'm applying the name. Hallelujah. That breaks everything.
somebody that's close to you. Paul and Silas, Paul and Barnabas, there was a connection there. They found themselves in a prison, but because there was a connection there, it was a whole lot easier to deal with darkness and the difficulties of their spiritual attacks and physical attacks because they had somebody to work together. Praise God. I want you to pray for that person that is next to you. Let the anointing and the power of God, that which is greater, be applied to every situation and every person that is represented in this place, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you and we speak your name and know that there is authority and power in a name that is above every name. Hallelujah. Let every wall fall. Let every giant be destroyed. Hallelujah. Let there be a crossing of every sea, Lord, as we come to you and we lift up our voice and we speak in authority. Your great name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Let's love the Lord together and thank Him. We thank you for your strength and your ability and your anointing. Praise God. We honor you. Hallelujah. We lift up our voice and declare your goodness to us. We agree.